Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Um, episode number 81 now. We're turning the corner. We're approaching now 100 of these episodes of this podcast, of this program show, of, you know, whatever you like to call it. Um, approaching 100. It's coming quick. Um, when I first started... I had completed about 105, 106 of my previous podcast, which was titled The Out of the Ordinary Friends, and now I feel like this is just going by even faster. I mean, if you think about it, you know, mathematically, I'm closing in on podcasting for around four years already. Right, Because if you had 52 weeks, which is one year, 52 again, 52 again, 52 again, that would be 208, right? And I'm at, okay, let's say my last podcast, we went like I think, I guess at 105, 106 around there. And now I'm at 81. I mean, just do the math. Um, I'm getting close to being, you know, podcasting for four years now. I remember back in the day when we first started that podcast, we it was just a thought like, you know, we should, we should start a podcast, and you know that just and then we just kind of moved forward with it, and then we did it for two years, and then that two years completed. And now I'm already here, well-established solo podcaster. And it's been quite the journey. It's been, been, you know, I I don't normally like to look back on things because when I do, I get a little, you know, sad. And not like in like 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 a really like... You know, that I need, you know, to see someone sad. I'm just like, oh, I I get kind of bummed out. The reason being because, you know, how much time has passed. And, uh, you know, you always say, like, you got to cherish your time. And I feel like I still do cherish my time. And I cherish, cherish, you know, days and everything like that. Weeks. I, I try not to, like, let time and events pass me by without, you know, soaking it all in and absorbing as much as I can. But when you have something like that's numbered from week to week and that you, that you you know you record, you produce, you edit all that and then you you know upload, you know weekly, it, it's kind of like a benchmark of of what an, another week is done or another sh- a show has you've posted another episode, another week has gone by. And when you do that so routinely, it it, it just kind of becomes like you know, a, you know, just like a routine. And I feel like when you do routines, whether it be, you know, podcasting or something like that, something that's like weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever, it's like a benchmark, almost in a way like a holiday, where it's like, all right, we're getting to the end of the year now. And the fact that I've been, you know, podcasting for, you know, coming up on four years now is just insane. It's insane. I remember when we first started, it was in 2019. 
well before the pandemic. And then, of course, the pandemic shifted everything and then it kind of reset everything. You know, I've, you know, I've been telling stories and talking, you know, smack and, you know, saying my opinion on things for and, and making my opinions public on things for like four years now. Um, and, you know, I feel like I've always sort of like been a, a little bit of an over exaggerator, a little bit over, <clears throat> a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, um, a, a very undetailed person in terms of how things happen. I think I've gotten better though, but like, I remember back when, when I first started, I was like very, you know, very super exaggerating everything that I've ever talked about and how I feel about things and how I, you know, I feel like I, I belong in this space or how I'm pursued or, or how I'm perceived in a certain scenario. I'm very like, you know, that's, that's just how I am. And I feel like now I'm a little bit more serious. I'm much more detailed oriented and I'm more careful, I guess you could say, of how I represent myself on the internet, you know, because it's a, it's a crazy place out there. You think real life is crazy. You think, you know, wherever you work at can be crazy. You know, your neighborhood can be crazy. You know, your family members, uh, your friends. Online is pretty crazy, too. And... You know, depending on how much feedback you get or how much interaction you get, you know, you never know how how you, you're going to handle, you know, certain things. And I feel like since I've been doing this for so many years and now I'm just so comfortable with like saying saying stuff and letting it fly kind of, um, it's just become even more and more fun for me. And I feel like also because I don't really talk about super like very serious topics like, um, you know, I, I, I never talk politics. I never talk really about like, you know, bad, um, tragedies really. I don't really talk about like, um, you know, stuff that makes people too angry. You, you know, normally it's just like about, you know, really stupid stuff that really doesn't matter to, to anybody. Um, if you know what, I, I, I can't really think of like anything that I've really said, on a major topic that has really made someone angry, which I'm all, I'm both proud of and ashamed of. I'm proud of because one, I'm not starting any fights. I'm I'm playing neutral. I'm not you know. I'm I'm not like trying to attack anybody. I'm not trying to um, you know really start up a, a stew. I'm not trying to stir up anything, you know that's going to make people angry. But I kind of feel like I, I almost sort of have to do that. Or I should be doing it more. Because that's also what's fun about being on, on the internet. Is getting into pointless arguments with people. With, with, you know, and, and, and arguing your point on something that's so silly. That someone will get offended. And somebody will take offense. And, you know, possibly send me a, a, a message saying like, how could you say that? about this that or the other i'm surprised i didn't get any hate for giving joe biden some absolute uh, flack because he plays as luigi in mario kart 
I thought I would get something from that, but, you know, nothing ever happened. You know, whether it be a Joe Biden fan or a Luigi fan, you know, there's a lot of both of them out there, but no one even clapped back. Maybe they're all kind of scared. Maybe they just didn't, you know, they, they, they didn't want that smoke from your boy. Maybe they're like thinking like, ah, I, I can't fight, clap back at this guy. I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to make it public. You know, even though you're not really doing it, I mean, you're just kind of saying your 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 piece, you know. But I'm surprised I didn't get as much outrage from that as I thought that I would have. You know, I thought that I would have. I also remember when I um, made fun of people at the Met Gala too. That was, I think, it was last year when I made people fun of people at the Met Gala. Um, you know, I, I just feel like there's not. Maybe it's it's the culture change. Maybe less people now are caring about what celebrities do and don't do. Maybe it's just like, you know, maybe people just are losing interest in celebrities and famous people. I kind of feel like that is sort of happening right now because I remember like back in the the 19 the late like 1990s, even like the early 2000s movies. Everybody really kind of cared about celebrities back then. You were like either like a J-Lo fan or you're a big Jennifer Aniston fan. You were, um, but you know, other Madonna fan, Rosie O'Donnell fan. Like you, you had like the, the people that you love to see in the movies. And, 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 you know, like there was also like Will Smith and Brad Pitt, other actors and actresses that were popular at the time that people care about, you know, the movie stars, the mo- the TV and film stars, that's what people cared about a lot, and then you get to the younger generation, they liked, uh, you know, who was famous back in the day, as a kid, when I was growing up, you know, even like to other, you know, uh, other mediums, Britney Spears, Nelly, Usher, you know, we looked up to those people, we loved those people, we loved um, what they did, we loved all their movies, we loved all their songs, all their TV shows, really. Um, they were a big part of our culture back then. And nowadays, with the internet, that's kind of all gone. You know, now we like Addison Ray. Now we like the everybody on TikTok. Now we like, you know, reality TV stars, whether that be Kardashians or Jersey Shore people or, you know... What what else do people watch as reality TV? Um, was Jackass ever like part of like reality TV, or was that just like a movie or or a TV show or something like that? I actually was never allowed to watch Jackass because of the actual title. The title of the show was like, I was like, hey mom, dad, can I check out this TV show that the kids are talking about? And then they're like, what is it called? And I wouldn't even be able to say it. I'd have to show them it. And they'd be like, absolutely not. You're not watching that. And then I try to be like, well, mom, dad, they, they told me that it was funny. And they're like, no, you're not watching that. My parents were really big on that. They're really big on judging things by the title or, you know, by um, the cover of whatever it is. You know, my mother was actually going insane when she figured out that I... I, I watched a couple episodes of a TV show on Nickelodeon called The Naked Brothers Band. She's like, what are you watching? Are they naked? She was about to explode. 
And I had to tell her, like, Mom, it's a fucking TV show on Nickelodeon. And I saw it for, like, a couple episodes, and then I just kind of like, eh, it's all right, whatever, I'll move on. And they, they, they were, like, you know, playing their dumb guitars and shit and music, and I was like, this, this music kind of sucks. So I quickly dropped off of that, but, you know, that's just how my folks were. You know, they, they were very uninterneted, and they still are. They, they really just um, like to, you know, they're, they're not very tech savvy. You know, I got to teach them how to do stuff on their phones, how things work. They've gotten a lot better. They've gotten a lot better. Um, but when they first get new things, man, I got to really, you know, tell them what to do. And I'll actually refer to them the tips app. Like, my dad got a new iPhone, right? And he got the one without the button. He got one of the newer ones without the button. I think it was like an iPhone 11 or 12. And... I was telling him, like, okay, well, hold on, look at this, see? Look at your phone now. You don't have a button. So, yeah, you got to get get used to swiping up to exit your apps, go back to the home screen, to multitask, to do all that, right? Swiping up on everything. And I remember, like, when I when I was trying to explain it to him, he was still trying to do the, the, the button motion, like, to tap, to, to, to like, there was a button there. I'm like, there's no button there just got to swipe it up and then I told him I had to break it to him you know slowly I was like he's like how do you like unlock it and lock it where's the thumbprint scanner I'm like oh no 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 um you, they now see your face you have to show the phone your face to unlock it he was like what why would I show my face to it I don't want them seeing me and I'm just like dad this is just modern day technology now you have to do it and then he would just want to, like, unlock it on his desk or on the table or whatever. He's like, oh, now I got to pick it up and all that. You know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's like that. You know, they, they were, like, very naive to things. They knew the things that they knew, and they just kept it, uh, consuming the things that they knew and loved. They didn't branch out to much stuff, which I think is pretty common for most people. Most people and most parents. You never really want to admit that something later in life created by some someone younger is better than what you consume now made by, made by people that you grew up with. You, know, you just never do. Um, you know, for example, people like to listen to the music that they grew up with. You know, this new trash, for most people, they, they, they just don't vibe with it. And they will make it very clear that, that they don't like it. They will listen to their older music. They will listen to what they grew up with, what was playing at this moment in their life. They will keep listening to that over and over and over again. And you know what? I'm not against that. In fact, I'm for it. Whatever makes you happy. You know, if I, if I want to listen to, you know, American Idiot over and over and over again, let me be. It's still great. It still sounds good. Um... I can't really think of any music out now, you know, today that's like a that's a, like a solid bop that really just makes you want to bop and bob your head. It's got a good chorus cuz I'm a chorus guy. I love a good chorus. You know, I think music when it comes to music, you know, I'm I'm not like a I'm not a big lyric guy. I'm pretty sure I've said this before in in an episode of this podcast, but I'll say it again. 
uh, if you can just give me a great chorus and, and good music overall that really moves me and empowers me and just sounds good, it's catchy, it's snappy, it's like, it feels good when you listen to it, I don't need any lyrics. I really don't. Like, for the most part, I can't understand the lyrics, like, when they're being played in the song. Maybe if you give me a sheet of them that they wrote down, then I'll be like, oh, this is interesting. Why would he say this? What does he mean about that? But when I'm listening to music, I don't care about that. I just want to hear the music. And I think I think that's, like, you know, the power of music is you really don't, like, anybody can love pretty much any type of music, really. As long as you're, like, in the mood or you're feeling that way and the music kind of captures that, that your whole vibe and your whole, you know, outlook, I guess, you can pretty much vibe to anything. I mean, maybe I should give, like, modern-day music a chance. Maybe it's pretty lit. Maybe I'll have actually a good time with it. Um, By the way, all this stuff is just off the top of my head, right? Like, I didn't prepare for any of this. I, ju- I just started, right? I, I just, you know, it's kind of just how my brain works. I think it was because I was reminiscing about, you know, starting podcasting and just, like, remembering how things were and remembering how we used to do it back in the day with all my buddies, me, Andrew, Zach, and Mike. Man, it was a lot of fun. We used to cram ourselves into this room, this studio, and just go for an hour. And we had to quit after an hour, or like an hour and 15 or whatever, because it could just it would just get so hot. Unless like the conversation was like, you know, we couldn't stop yet, you know. But yeah, good times. It's crazy, again, how, how the time just passes you by. And how from one, you know, one, you're just sitting there and like, oh shit, you know. That much time has passed? Years? You know, however long you, 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 you've noticed. And I feel like when I, I feel like that every day because I'm, I'm, I'm a big like YouTube rabbit hole guy. You know, recently I've been, I've been really into wildlife, um, YouTube, whether it's aquatic or land animal, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been really on a kick with Komodo dragons, man, with Komodo dragons and those beasts i mean i would never ever want to come across a komodo dragon unless i had a sword and i've said that about pretty much any animal that i've ever you know talked about unless i have a sword i'm not going to step near this motherfucker you know you know that's in case of like you know i'm in danger right and then i would have to use the sword but you know um the thing about those man and how those things operate it's a giant lizard it's not like it's an alligator where it's like a, it's pretty much a dinosaur, right? I mean, if you look at lizards, right? Look at their anatomy. Look at their bodies. Look at their mouths. You know, it, it, it looks just like a lizard, like a, like a basic lizard that you would find outside your house or in the mountains or whatever, but it's massive. It's a straight-up lizard, a giant lizard, and but we just call it a Komodo dragon because it's, it's fucking, it's actually devastating of what it could do to you. Like, these things move so quickly, and they cover so much ground. Like, that, it's going to be on you and biting you. And the way these motherfuckers eat food is so damn... It's horrific, actually. Because I've seen multiple videos of how they eat their food. One way is kind of stupid. 
it makes it look like the like like it's a really dumb animal because of the way it eats its food. Or maybe that's just how it's designed to. I don't know. But one way that the Komodo dragon eats its food is that it actually swallows it whole. And I've seen this when it with eating like like deer or little pigs or birds or even I've seen this mother these motherfuckers eat bats. And they 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 strip swallow these things whole. You know, they'll 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 snap its neck, break its legs or whatever and then as, as soon as it's emo, in not it's immobile, they will begin to eat it. And it is just absolutely horrifying. And but it's but also fascinating because I don't know that many animals that do that of that size. Like a bear, I mean, like a lion will like kill you and go for your jugular and your neck and suffocate you and you you know bleed out and you'll die, right? Bears claw you up, beat you up, you then die. Maybe they eat you when you are still alive, but I haven't heard of that, you know, from many people out there or many bear experts. But these things, dude, it is straight up horrific and evil how they kill their prey. It is so bad. And then the other way is, I've seen this maybe a couple times, and it's hard for me to watch. And I, I, I do not, I do not think that you should look it up either. But they straight up eat. I've seen them on YouTube. A Komodo dragon straight up eat the guts out of a like out of a like a small deer, and kill them that way, and then. And then leave the body. It's like, oh my god, I can't. I I just, it's like, wow, this is actually like terrifying, and sad because it's like, I can't even imagine how that would feel, right? Because if your guts fall out, right, like, are you even like able to comprehend what's happening? Is your body in a state of shock? Can you even move? Can you speak? Like, how, like, can you breathe at that part uh, point? Like, what is happening to that little, that poor little deer's mind? Obviously, I mean, like, in the movie, in, in the movie, the the video, the, like, the deer was, like, crying out for help. Like, it was, like, crying. Like, it was, like, it, you know, it was, like, it was dying. It was, like, what could else could it do? Um, but it was, like, wow. I, I, it makes me, like, never, ever, like, want to go to places where those things can just run rampant and just wreak havoc because they definitely could if they wanted to. I haven't heard of many um, instances where, um, where a um, what is it, uh, where these attack humans, and I don't think that I want to. I definitely think that it would be more, you know, possible in like Indonesia where these things are from, because like you know, I don't know. I just feel like. We, there's probably a lot of those accidents every day. We just don't hear about them, you know. Another thing is like you can tell that that an alligator is a dinosaur or a crocodile just by looking at its mouth. Like that thing is first of all like scaly as shit, but look at that mouth though. When you look at an alligator, for some reason in my head I picture a a T-Rex type of, you know, type of animal. Just by the way that the teeth come out of its mouth, you know, when it's closed and all that, I just see dinosaur. 
Like, it's, like, completely different from a Komodo dragon. Like, a Komodo dragon is just a big-ass lizard that can kill you. The alligator and the crocodile are just modern-day dinosaurs. It's fascinating. Something else that's also fascinating is orcas. That's another one that I've been looking at quite a bit because I saw this video of a boat just going across the ocean or across this body of water. I mean, it had to have been an ocean, right? Um... And just, you know, trailing them is like a school or a pot or whatever, like a pack of orcas. You know how in like movies they just kind of like peek at their heads out of the out of the water while they're swimming to keep up with a boat or whatever? That's what was happening. And I was like, dude, that is so cool. Because either, you know, the orcas know that that's a boat and they want to either see what it's all about or they want to either chase it away, or they're playing around, they want to, you know, race it maybe, or they want to show off to these humans of what they could do. You know, the orca is a very smart animal. Very, very smart animal. You know, I think I've said this in previous episodes. I think that the dolphin or the orca will become the apex species of Earth one day. Like, let's just say that humans have destroyed the planet. You know, the surface of the planet is no longer livable, but the oceans can run rampant. You know, only, you know, evolution and time will tell. But if you could pick one animal that is ahead of the curb in terms of, you know, being in the water and with the brain power and the capacity to evolve to become a a dominant species of the, of the planet, it would have to be either dolphins or orcas because those motherfuckers communicate with each other. They plan coordinated attacks on other other fish out there. They're smart. They have emotions. They have, I think they have, like, feelings. Um, it's, it's wild to think about that, like, how smart these animals are. And, they're, they're, you know, their brains are actually bigger than ours. They just haven't, haven't been able to activate or use the the areas that, that we can, I think, you know, this is all speculation, no, 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 how they use their brains, their brains are bigger than ours, um, they just don't use them like we do, which is fascinating to me, it's like, when does that gene flick on, when does that happen, when can they be able to, um, communicate like we can, or how do we find a common language between orca slash dolphin and human being? Is that even possible? You know, as human beings on this planet, we have the ability to communicate with each other through language. But the thing is, you have to learn that language for that specific person to communicate with them. If you don't know the language, you're basically, you're useless. You can't do anything. If there was a way to create some kind of universal language, should we do it? Whether that be a spoken language, a sign language, a written language, or a language used by telepathy. Could that be possible? That's something to think about. Because maybe, maybe in the future... Maybe we're able to do that. Maybe 
because language is such a challenge for most people. Not and not just people, but like higher ranking people. You know, people of power. Language is a is a huge, absolute huge obstacle to 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 overcome in order to communicate with other other people and that have different customs than you do, different um, outlooks on life, different, um, you know, motivations. You know, maybe with Neuralink, that could be possible. Maybe if Elon Musk, you know, you know, uh, excels and proceeds with this Neuralink um, science and Neuralink technology, that that could aid in universal language for humanity. That could be a possibility. Um, it's definitely out there. And the whole thing of the, you know, the entire stigma behind chipping your brain to me, you know, I think it's a lot of people, seems a little invasive, if not majorly invasive, right? But I have to say this. I think I would do it. I think I would chip my brain because if it is successful, it's probably amazing. If you think about it, like, like if chipping my brain made me even smarter, um, I could perform tasks at a higher level than other people. I could retain knowledge longer. I could remember things for much longer than anybody else. Um, if it helped with like a, you know, brain activity, you know, maybe I just felt better. Maybe, you know, I'm able to process things in a much better way than some people without it. Maybe my IQ shoots up, you know, maybe I'm just smarter in general overall. If, you know, if it did work and it didn't end up killing me or like, you know, damaging my brain, the reward would be amazing, I feel like. And, I'm not saying like, you know, I, I want to put my hat in the my name in the hat for this. But if there was a possibility that Mr. Musk is like, knock, 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 Al, you want to, can I chip your brain? I promise you it, it, it'll work. I mean, I, I just might have to do it, man. You know, just for the love of humanity, for the love of science, for the love of technology and progression in humanity's... Um, abilities to excel in these fields. I truly think that I would do it. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't anybody want to chip their brain if it would actually improve you, your cognitive ability, your brain activity, you know, your smarts? If, if it would make you that much smarter, why would you not do it? The only thing is what that would scare me, though, is that what if these chips had like this hidden software where they could read your thoughts and read and predict and know what you were thinking and, you know, read it, you know, in detail, right? I mean, that's the problem with technology now is it's presented as like a good and something that makes your life easier, right? Like this, for example. It, you know, it's supposed to improve brain activity for a healthier brain, right? 
the cell phone and now the smartphone was made to communicate with people much more easier than writing a letter, calling them on a landline, meeting them face-to-face. You know, you could you can see the person you want to talk to's face on the cell phone, on the smartphone. It's called FaceTime, right? And you can get them like that. You can get them like that. And with that technology, how that works, you need cameras and you need microphones and speakers. And what does that lead to? A device where people could potentially spy, hack and spy, to hear and see whatever you're doing. That's what I fear about with Neuralink and chipping your brain. That's my biggest fear. Because, again, the reward is great. You're better. You're smarter. You have a better, you know, I can't even have, I wouldn't even know how to explain it. But you would just be better, be smarter. But what if they decide to hack into your brain, to read your thoughts, to read what you to, to to decipher what you want, you know, at that moment, what you're thinking, what you're really thinking. You know, you could be saying one thing to some person, and you could be projecting it in a way that, you know, you want to, so people think that this is what you're saying, but in your mind. What are you really thinking? I think that, that that would potentially just ruin society if that technology was allowed. And, you know, that's not to say that, you know, even um, the spying on your phone is allowed, right? But people do it anyway. The government does it all the time. You think that TikTok is not spying on you? Think again, sir or ma'am. It's definitely happening. You know, it's definitely happening. Um, but I feel like with the brain and your thoughts, it's just more personal. And listen, I mean, like we all have shitty thoughts sometimes. Could you imagine if the government got a hold of those thoughts? Everybody would be in jail. Every single person from you to your mother would be in jail or at least prosecuted or, or to be, you know, juried. Or whatever. Like, it would just be terrible. It would be so bad. And so silly. But we have that power. We have that technology. And if we don't have it now, it's coming. It's coming. I mean, could you pick... Do you know how... When the crisis in the in Ukraine was happening... The war in Ukraine was happening... The government was releasing crazy photos of like satellite images of like bases in Ukraine and in Russia and places in Russia. They do this all the time too, not just with these in, in this conflict, but with other conflicts as well. Those photos are like so crisp and so high definition and so detailed. How is it possible that we don't have a single image of a UFO with how amazing these satellite images are and yet all we see for ufos is grainy ass specs which i tend to read into and get descriptions of and get um, context before i make a judgment if they're if they could be potentially real or not and for the most part when i see the specs or when i see shit for the most part i'm like this is probably fake it's not until like you see like you know things 
you know, uh, statements by David Fravor or other people that have seen things like this. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this is potentially real. And this is definitely not looking like an aircraft or a drone of any type. So potentially this could be either a threat or a, sh a show, like a, a sign of showing off, like alien technology showing off. Um, I would hope that it would not be a threat. That would be no bueno. But, um, you know, just, you know, things to think about of how amazing technology has come. And yet, we, we, we still act naive with it. We, we still act in our, our very human-like ways with it. Like the cell phone, like what I just said. We use it to spy on other people, to know what other people are doing, saying, and planning. You know, when you can hack and, and, and potentially have full sur surveillance of what you are doing. I mean, if you activate the GPS on your phone right now, like if you go to Apple Maps, Google Maps, whatever maps, and you, um, you know, you just pop on it right now, immediately you're already pinpointed your exact location on the planet. You think that it's just you that sees that? Absolutely not, bro. The entire government is seeing that right now. The FBI, the CIA, MI6, Starfleet, they're all seeing it. It's crazy. You know, you just don't think about that. Like, how much you have allowed people to access your information. Um, it's crazy. And I'm not like some, like, crazy loon that's, like, paranoid about it. But it's just weird to think about. It's crazy to think about. And even, like, on social media, when you, you know, click on things or you view things for a certain period of time, whether it be um, stuff for shoes stuff for um, clothes, cars, you all of a sudden get, you know, presented other things that are within those, um, within those categories to your social media feed. And then you get ads about things that kind of link up to that. It's quite insane. Like for me, I'm a big fan of aviation. I like to look up aviation reels on Instagram. So what do I get all day long? Blue Angels, Thunderbirds, F-18s, um, carrier takeoffs, carrier landings, um, flybys. That's all I get. I love it, but it's a little invasive, I have to say. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love seeing the aviation TikTok, or Instagram reels and videos and photos. I love it. But I got to say, it's a little invasive, and it's, it's, actually, uh, it's actually inappropriate at some points. What if, like, I want the ability to choose when I want to see my aviation uh, reels, my aviation videos. I don't want you to think that you know me, even though you do know me, you know, and, and, and we're completely fine with that. We are completely fine with that now. You know, for the most part, people will say, you know, your information is out there. And some people will be like, bro, it's been out there. What am I supposed to do about it? It's there. It's, you know, you can track it. You can see it. You can view it. I mean, what else do you want me to do? And really, there's nothing that you can do, really. Because you ever see those agreements on Instagram or even Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, even the, 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 the guidelines on your actual Apple iPhone? 
Of course not, because you don't read them. Because they're like 200 pages long, and it just says, scroll down to agree, and then you get your phone. <laughs> I mean, like, we're so stupid, yet we have the ability to create amazing things. And I have to admit, too, that I don't think anybody would want to read that stuff. To read all those, you know, agreement you know, signings and, and this is what you signed up for and like this is the phone, therefore these are the guidelines. Like who would actually want to read all that stuff? Definitely not me, that's for sure. Um, but you know, that's just how we've been living forever. And, and it's just even more invasive now because again, your phone is a GPS device. Your phone has your exact pinpoint location pretty much accessible to any government at all times. It's quite wild to think about, but, you know, a little too much if, if you ask me. You know, sometimes I think what would happen if Yellowstone blew up right now? What would happen? What would happen if a meteor that killed the dinosaurs fell to Earth tomorrow? Or even today, like what would ha- like, it's too much to comprehend to live a sane life, to live a a meaningful life, to live a life where you can get tasks and things done, and to actually live a life. You know, you you, you can't go every day of your life thinking like, oh, this is the day the meteor is going to hit, or this is the day Yellowstone's going to blow up right now, and then every this entire continent will be underwater. Like, that is rough to think about. But it's something that you should... You you should think about. Because it definitely could happen. It, it absolutely could happen. Could happen today, tomorrow, or even next year. No one knows, really. No one... No one... No one knows. But when it does happen, I think it would be better to, like... Okay, well, now it's happening. You know? Than to what 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 is happening? It would be much better to be like, oh well, here we go, than to be totally clueless of like anything that's gonna happen or what will happen. Um, but that's just you know silly, stupid stuff, right? But you can't help but thinking, right? You can't help it because that's what we do. We think. That's why we've we have excelled so far in our, you know, journey as humans. And because we thought, we saw something, we thought about it, we either adapted it or changed it up a bit, and we created something, you know? That's just kind of what we do. That's been our thing since the dawn of man. You know, we see a bone, and it becomes a tool. You know, not to, you know, not to take credit from a, 2001 a space odyssey but the 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 dawn of man that that brilliant scene at the the beginning of the film completely encapsulates you know what makes us human is our ability to think to problem solve to adapt and to you know um, conquer tasks not only harder but smarter right i always love to, to 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 use that analogy you know, work smarter, not harder, right? Because a, a a a chimp 
an animal would, you know, um, break open a coconut with his hand, his hands and a rock. A man, a human would do, is get a drill and drill a perfect hole so the milk could just come out into my cup. And I could have the coconut milk like that. While this beast smashes it, cracks it, you know, maybe over overdoes it a couple times. And, you know, he's got milk all over the place and none in, none in his mouth, none in his belly. He goes hungry. Not a man, though. Not humankind. Not mankind. Not humanity. We're, we're, we're much better. We also have thumbs. Thumbs and brains. That's what separates us from the primates. Maybe not the thumbs or the physicality, but the brains. That does, you know. Could you imagine if human beings had hand-like feet, just like chimps? Could you imagine that? That would be so crazy. Then you could drive with your feet. I mean, some people already do that don't have arms, which is crazy as it is. But if you had feet, if you had hands for feet, Jesus, man, that would be weird. I I mean, it still kind of baffles me today that, that chimps have hands for feet. Not that it's, like, disgusting or gross or whatever, but it's like, holy shit, like, that is weird. Like, you essentially, your your feet are essentially hands. You know, of course, they're meant for swinging on vines and swinging on trees and climbing trees. But it's just like, wow, think about if we had those, how could, like, you know, how would we be able to, how much easier would it be to climb trees and mountains and rocks and all that? That'd be crazy. That, that'd be hella cool. You know? But we don't need that. We made ropes. We made grapples. We, we made, you know, hooks. We made stuff that we could climb trees virtually effortlessly than these animals. I don't know. It's just it's just kind of fascinating to me how you know we're we're so different from everything everything else on this planet. Everything else on this planet is nothing like us. Nothing like us. It it just really it also gets you to thinking like why is it like that? Why is it that way? What happened? What happened? How come like you know, we all share, like, certain, like, similar, you know, anatomy from, like, other animals on this planet, but why are we also, like, so very different in terms of ability to think, problem solve, and advance in technology than everything else, communication, everything? It's just weird. And I think if you think about it too long, it, again, it does not make a well-lived life. It just makes a, a life of questioning and a questions that nobody on this planet has answers to, unless the aliens actually know. Um, but that's another topic. All right, now to move on to a couple things, just a few that that have been that that I've been thinking about for the last couple day or two. Um, it's a TV show that's coming out, and I've got some thoughts. I really do. Um, it's and it's not even out yet. And it, that 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 makes it even more like stupid. But um, I recently saw 
the new the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power trailer, you know, the the official trailer just come out for the new show that's dropping September 2nd um, on Amazon Prime. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was actually very, very positive and looking forward to this show since it first, like, got, like, a trailer, which was during the Super Bowl this past, this year. Um, and I have to say, I think I was, like, one of the more positive viewers and had one of the more positive comments on that trailer. I know that it didn't show that much. I know that it wasn't, you know, a full trailer. It was clearly a teaser just like to tease certain things. But I thought that it got the job done. It got you to talk about it. It got you to, you know, see it in a way. See it in a in in in, in what it's trying to, you know, accomplish. You also got people saying from right off the bat, this is not Tolkien, which, you know, it, it was a teaser. I was like, how do you know that? Um, from mere frames of a TV show, how do you how do you know that? But now, you know, we've had a couple teaser trailers, a couple two and a half minute teaser trailers. You know, that's what they're titled, at least Comic Con teaser, official teaser. I mean, what's up with this? Now we get an official official trailer um, that's also two and a half minutes. And I have to say, man, the vibe I got from this trailer was completely different, completely, you know, just like out of character. If you're comparing it to the last couple of trailers, like it just like the vibe of this trailer, man, and I think it's partly because of this stupid song that they put in it. Um, it just makes everything seem st- dumb, uh, stupid, um, generic, which I don't think that Lord of the Rings ever felt generic to me, I guess. Um, that's stupid. It's super generic. It's like the godfather of fantasy. Um, but it, it just like it just had a weird vibe to it. A weird, like like modern TV vibe, modern media vibe where they have to overlap a song that's a rendition or a new song, but it just doesn't fit like Lord of the Rings fantasy, medieval fantasy epicness that I think that th- that what this show is trying to be and this song that is used in it and the footage that is also shown is also repetitive and used in every single other trailer that we've had or teaser that we've had that them changing the song up just made it even worse um so uh, it just it wasn't a good it wasn't a good trailer for it to be the final trailer before the tv show actually debuts i just felt like it was kind of stupid um it, it gave me a bad vibe and uh i'm not super excited now I mean, I was not completely excited because their whole marketing has been just a big old, let's not tell them what this show is going to be about because it's either really bad, embarrassing, or it's the best thing of all time, which, I mean, I would like for it to be the best thing of all time, but in all honestly, honesty, it probably won't be. I mean, it, it, it's probably going to be really good, though. Like really good. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. Positive vibes only. But 
that final trailer and the footage footage that was shown. While it looked amazing, I'll give him that, like the CGI for the show has looked amazing, and it should be because I think the show, the first season was like a billion dollars to produce for one season of TV, which is just insane. Like that's fucking insane. Um, it better look good. Right, it better better look good, um, but I don't know. I just got a weird vibe from that trailer, and I don't think that that's what they want going into the TV show, you know. But I could be wrong. But I don't think I am on this one. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is Rings of Power even on your list of TV shows this uh, this season or this year? Is it? I, I don't know. And and. The thing is that the showrunners are so confident with the show, they have like five seasons planned out for this show, so it's like, they're gonna make it, but like, I I just like, I'm so like, lost of what is going to happen in this show, like, I just need to see it already. And you know, September 2nd couldn't come fast enough, because I'm such a big Lord of the Rings fan, that... I just I I need to see what they've been working on for this many years, and if it it's if it has been worth the wait and worth them making and spending all this money on this single TV season that has cost a billion dollars. I mean, my God, it better better look amazing. Like honestly, like it, it better look like the best thing you've ever seen. If not, it's gonna just be a flat out fail. And the fact that it's coming out like at the same around the same time as um house of the dragon is to me kind of insane and i've already by the way house of the dragon is out i've seen the first episode and let me tell you this man game of thrones is back game of thrones is back is it a great episode in my opinion it's not great but it is good it's really good um it's definitely opening up to probably be a, it could be a better show. It could be a better show than Game of Thrones, just because of who it's who's involved with it. It's House Targaryen, and even more dragons. I mean, this has the potential to be even better than Game of Thrones. Will it be though? That's the question that we need to. We will find out because um, everybody got a good start in this, you know, premiere episode in House of the Dragon. Um, but I just need to see more. And we will see more, obviously. But um, the thing with Game of Thrones is like the character development and the character arcs in that show, for the most part, were just so epic and good and well-written, and, like, you could, like, literally, like, root for any character in Game of Thrones, and not feel like you were an outsider, because I think everybody in Game of Thrones is rootable, for the most part, is, like, is pretty much rootable, maybe, like, a character or two is not, but, like, every character has, like, a rootable ability, and at the moment in House of the Dragon, I'm not feeling it yet, I'm not feeling that yet, but it is the first episode of a 10-episode season, I believe. Um, So we will be getting that shortly. The way episode one concludes 
is like, oh yes, we're about to get some more Game of Thrones stuff that we know and love. And I can't wait, because I'm going to actually be watching this live as it comes out. I didn't do that with Game of Thrones. I didn't even watch it until 2019, when it was already set and done. And now I'm going to be watching it week to week with all my buddies who watch Game of Thrones. We can talk about it. We can catch up on it. Maybe have a watch party or something. This is going to be lit, bro. It's going to be lit. I mean, Game of Thrones, not Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon already has like, it had like a bigger premiere viewership in the history of HBO, I think, or HBO Max or whatever. Um, so it's it's doing numbers. It's doing numbies. It's sort of a success right now. I mean, in terms of fantasy sci- fantasy shows, it sets the bar pretty high. You know, in terms of CGI, practical effects, overall feel of the vibe of the time period of, you know, where we are in the universe, universe of Game of Thrones, it, it's amazing. It's really good. It's well shot. It's well choreographed. It's well acted. There is a scene in this first episode where I'm like, they're not going to do this in the first episode already. There's no way, no how. And they did. I'm not going to say what it is because it'll be a huge spoiler if you haven't seen the first episode yet. But it's like, whoa, did not expect that. All right, okay. You had your shock value. I'm in. I'm in. Um, my one gripe with the show, though, and I hope that this changes. I really do because... This is going to be a big part of the show, and if it doesn't, if I don't change my tune on it, I don't know if it's how it's going to go with me. And uh, it's actually the lead. I'm not a huge fan of Matt Smith as Prince Damon Targaryen. I don't know what it is about him, but like, I just can't really feel like, like, like he is putting any effort into this role. Maybe it's because the characters are written that way, and maybe that's how it is in the books too. I have no idea. But I'm just not vibing with his character right now. I'm not vibing with his character. Um, and I don't know if I am going to be. I hope I do. I hope I actually end up vibing with him and that he, he grows on me because at the moment right now, I just I, I, he's, he's not really doing it for me. Um, also, I know that it's a show and everything, but like, and like it's a, it's not real and and like it's about targaryens and every targaryen's got this like snow white hair everybody does in that family or whatever and um they all have these white snow white wigs you know because of because of their hair and i just cannot get past any of these actors in any of these wigs um Maybe it's because I know what they look like without their wigs and without the white hair that I just, I can't unsee it and it just looks fake to me. But the wigs have never looked more fake than they do in this show. Um, that will change. I think that that as I get more adapted to the way that the Targaryens looked look, I will be able to put that aside. But at the moment right now, I'm just like, ugh, these wigs suck. 
And, you know, I said that about The Witcher 2. When Henry Cavill had his, his Witcher wig on, I was like, you know, in some shots it looks pretty good. Other shots it looks so fake. But, but again, that just might be because I'm used to seeing these actors in their natural or somewhat natural hair, you know, and other things. Or even just like seeing like a picture of the actor or the actress before I've seen the show. Or even after I see the show and I, I look them up and I see like, oh, he looks nothing like this. I, I don't know. I just It's just something that, that kind of always throws me off in terms of wigs. Like whenever someone just like has like a bad wig job or they just, you know, it's completely unnatural like this white wig. I just, I, it's just a problem that I have and I just can't like unsee it or I can't get through it. But I think I will though. I hope I do. Um... Yeah, so good show though. Good start, very promising start. Uh, again, not not a, like a not, not like a, a banger episode in my opinion, but like all right, we got something here. I, I'm ready for the Targaryens. Let's let's get it. Um, that's gonna be it for me today, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends, do all that good stuff. Remember, you can find the podcast on all podcast platforms. And on YouTube at Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Uh, every episode drop or episodes drop every Thursday. And uh, make sure to again leave comments, uh, likes, and all that. If you have a suggestion or a comment that you want to share with me, you can actually leave a comment section on YouTube, or you could rate a review on the podcast things, or you can DM me a message, whether it be a request, a compliment, uh, some feedback, whatever you want, go ahead and do that. All the links to my social medias are in the description on every podcast episode. Um, But yeah, that's going to be it, guys. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next week.